Um, please don't clap. What if I clap my cheeks? <laughs> clap them cheeks. Gentle ladies, lad men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host JM. And I am Jared. Yes, I am. <laughs> this is going to be a musical episode. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> it was beautiful. Uh. It came from the heart is what it sounded like. It came from. <laughs> That's true. Uh, how you doing, Jared? I'm okay. I'm okay. Which? Uh, how about you? How how you doing? I'm 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 all I'm all right. I'm a little tuckered out. Been working on a project that I'm excited to share with folks in the near future. Um, but I am I'm on the tuckered end at the moment. Yeah, you've been um, hard at work at that, and I am excited to for the for the whole world to see it because I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll probably talk a little more about it next week if we have a podcast. But uh, you know, just uh, you know, I don't know. You know, keep your eyes out for any. Devolver uh, on the internet in the near future. Uh, speaking of things Devolver in the present or near future, I've got my list of things to tell people about. What's going on? What's what's the what's, news? What's the 411? What's, what's the buzz, Tim? What's happening? Okay. What's the um, buzz, Tim? What's happening? Hell yeah. Yes! <laughs> Dude. <laughs> fucking phenomenal uh, musical. <laughs> I love it so much. Did not expect us to get into Jesus Christ Superstar, but it is the holiday season. So if you are the Christ, the great Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, okay, yeah, let's... Prove to me that you're no fool. Okay. Uh, speaking of uh, the Christ, Reigns Three Kingdoms is available now um, for, for those of you who have uh, the... Um, the, the mobile platforms that's available uh, so you can go ahead and get that and on Google uh, tumble time pre-registrations are available so if you're stoked for tumble time now is the tumble time to pre-register for tumble time uh, <laughs> that's a lot of time <laughs> it's a lot of time it's a lot of tumble <laughs> For those of you who are interested in getting free stuff uh, from Twitch for Cult of the Lamb as of the airing of this podcast on Thursday, unless I'm too busy and don't manage to edit it until Friday, in which case it will be yesterday on Thursday, uh, there will be some exclusive Cult of the Lamb skins uh, as Twitch drops available to you. Uh, so you can go and get those and dress your followers as new and interesting critters, one of which uh, Jared is extremely stoked about i heard this and i was like my dreams my dreams have come true <laughs> so if you're a long time devolver forecast fan you know exactly what's coming and, uh, or what has already come uh let's see the um uh ps indies uh until the 21st we've still got uh sales in north america and europe uh, so there's some Devolver games on sale there. We've got a few Devolver games on sale on Steam. And, and actually, I'll go ahead and let you all know that the Steam Winter Sale is uh, coming up on December 22nd. And we've got many of our games, uh, um, I think almost all of them, 
uh, or at least all of the not extremely new stuff will be discounted. So, um, you know, tune into Steam and uh, the, the Devolver page on Steam and see what you can see there. And that is the news of Devolver that I have written down. I bet there's more. There's always more. There's so much going on these days. That's all wonderful news. Very exciting. Very thrilling. 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 I'm, I'm, I know. I'm thrilled. Yeah. I'm I'm <laughs> concerned. I'm genuinely concerned for anyone who's driving right now while hearing this. They they must be having a lot of trouble maintaining control over their bodies. The level of excitement and thrills um, that all of that information must have brought to them. I, I, I do hope that you pull over, take a few deep breaths, um, and then once you've digested all that information, resume your commute. Speaking of wonderful and thrilling, uh, that reminded me of something that's the complete opposite of that, and that's Croatia. Uh, <laughs> which is a wonderful segue. <laughs> Zing! I was gonna, you were talking about Steam, and I was like, mm -hmm. I was there for the perfect segue, and then it just kept going, and I'm like, ah, shit, the moment's lost now. I, I ruined it. Good, good. Well, speaking of Croatia, uh, we, you, you know, Jared, I... We have someone from there on the podcast this week. Yeah, they let someone out, finally, to, uh, to talk with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, it, it, this is our repeat guest, the, the very first guest of the Devolver Digital Forecast on, like, episode two or three or something like that. Um, but, but this was before they were a full-on Devolver employee. So let's give a huge Devolver Digital Forecast welcome. Again, if you're driving, try to clap when you're not in a turning or lane change situation, but do give a big round of applause for Danny. Woohoo! What up? Hey, Danny, I panicked on how to say your last name. Is it Lukic? It's Lucic, but you're close enough. Lucic. Nice, yeah. yes. Say it really well, well, man. So before we start, you spoke about controlling your body. Am I allow allowed to cough? Because I really need to cough. Go ahead and cough now. <coughs> that sounded more like a sneeze. I was hoping you were going to say, like, I really got a fart. And then you're just going <laughs> to rip ass. <laughs> I, <laughs> I keep doing it anyways. Like, I hope Mike is not picking it up. No. I hope it I is. I hope it is. <laughs> We'll we'll edit this out so people just think that there's trains going by in the background, <laughs> or just add some uh, well, obnoxious sounds of farts. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Now I have carte blanche to add toot noises throughout the episode, uh, and uh, we'll just all blame that on on Danny, which you don't get to do as much in um, you know in a remote work situation. I feel like we've lost that with not being in an office. We can't blame other people for our farts. I keep doing it anyways. Like I just send someone a Slack message. It's like, did you just fart in my apartment? <laughs> is that... <laughs> I was gonna say, is is it's like is why the... why did you just fart out of my ass? <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, you post those in general Slack sometimes. I I didn't understand it. Where you just like, Tenno, was that you? And I'm like, what is he talking about? Um, all right, that makes sense. That makes sense. 
Well, welcome to the show, Danny. We're off to a great start. At least we're not talking about peeing on strangers, so yes. progress. <laughs> we're moving up, yeah. <laughs> moving on up. Uh, so for those of who don't know, and since your position has become devolver and changed, um, would you mind letting our listeners know who you are and you know what it is that you do uh, with devolver? I find it hi- highly unlikely that anybody does not know who I am. But for that Whoa. single person or, or a couple people at least, uh, I'm Danny. I'm uh, a part of the marketing cre- uh, marketing team at Devolver. Uh, I used to work, as uh, JM said, for Crow Team before I joined, uh, and that's about it. Nice, nice. What do you do at Devolver? What is your, within marketing, what is your purview? So I guess we now have actual titles, uh, and my title is a marketing manager. Uh, which is mm-hmm. probably very different from company to company. But for us, um, I guess it means almost like a producer in marketing. So I make sure that stuff gets done uh, within the marketing department. Yeah. So that involves like a lot of back end for like Steam, I know. That's, uh, yeah. Right? Among other things, yeah. So I make sure that, that each um, person within the marketing department who is working on a game has what they need to continue working on it. But I also mm-hmm. do handle uh, back-end stuff for all PC storefronts for us. Nice. Oh, that's right. You have that. You made those wonderful folders with all the assets in them so that we can find things. Oh. See? Oh, it's a, it's the it's a producer from inside of me uh, kind of creeping out every now and then and forcing everyone to, to upload stuff to the appropriate fol- folder. It's so nice, though. It's like, I'm like, oh, where's this thing? And before I'd have to, like, bug people and track it down. And now, like, I get to check the folder before I find that I can't find it and I have to bug people and track it down. Just added a few steps, man. That's what produ- <laughs> <Yeah>. producers do. <laughs> it was great. Um, so, uh, you know, for that, for those one or two people who, who don't already know your storied history, um, how did you get into games like was it intentional what is you know what has been your journey it was the weirdest thing ever so for nine years i used to work at um, an architect's office i used to work as a civil engineer of sorts Uh, but then i as i kind of developed this love for video games which i didn't have as a kid really i used to play just a handful of games and maybe some point and click adventures and a few sports games but nothing really uh, big or, or nothing that's considered a classic nowadays. Um, mm. I, that just started when I started working, uh, when I was able to afford myself a PC and, and start playing. But like as I as I uh, developed a love for video games, I started uh, visiting this uh, gaming forum, which was uh, ran by uh, a publisher of an IT magazine in Croatia and. Like as I was active there, there was a chance for me to write some reviews, um, which I did. And then I slowly transitioned to becoming a games journalist, which I did for almost 10 years um, before <laughs> joining Crow Team as a, pretty much a janitor, I guess. Uh, but that was ha- for Crow Team, I, I was handling community. I was handling PR, a bit of marketing, uh, whatever was left to do. Um, and then, yeah eventually ended up at Devolver. 
where in Crow Team's life did you join in? I'm, I'm shocked that you had nine years at, uh, at, at an architecture firm and then another 10 years at this IT company. And you, I mean, you just, you don't look that old. I'm not that old. So stuff has overlapped. So I okay. think for, for at least four years, while I was still working in architecture, I was writing for uh, this magazine, but it didn't really pay well. So I had mm -hmm. to have two jobs. Uh, so I would write in my off time and then just do the drawing stuff on uh, during working hours. Uh, but then as I got better at it, as there was more stuff to do, I kind of asked my wife, like, can I quit? <laughs> Will you support me <laughs> until I can make this uh, like pay for our living? And she was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Nice. Oh, that's wonderful. So what stage of Crow Team's life did you come in? Like what had been just released or what was about to release when you joined the team? They were very busy making VR ports. It was back in 2017. Uh, they were okay. su super busy making VR ports. And actually, uh, I joined them, I believe, in April and in June, which was like less than two months later, I was in L.A. presenting... Uh, Talos VR, I believe it was, or maybe it was Sirius MVR, I can't remember anymore, uh, yeah. with you guys uh, on the parking yeah. lot. So it was a hell of a trip. The first was day it? the first day I joined Crow Team, I was approached by uh, the CEO. He was like, could you please go apply for a U.S. visa? <laughs> <laughs> like, sure. the team. We'd like yeah. you out of the country. Yeah. That's amazing. So, we, uh, yeah, was it the the one where you had the, 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 the trailer, the box on the lot? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Oh, I think that was Talos' principle. It could have been both. So I, I know that oh, yeah, uh, yeah. one was shown 2016 and one was shown 2017. I'm not sure which one is uh, which one was the first. But, yeah, I, I was okay. there showcasing the game. Nice, nice. How was, uh, so that was your first time in the U.S.? Yeah, yeah. Going to the E3 Devolver parking lot. Yeah, meeting everyone at Devolver as well. Because I didn't have, have a chance to kind of chat to anyone really before before that happened. Yeah. How overwhelming was Nigel's presence for you at that time? <laughs> Underwhelming <laughs> at best. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you meet him and you're like, all right, who's this intern? Give me yeah. somebody. Yeah. Can, can you, I meet you someone, important? To someone important? Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> but in all nice. seriousness it was uh the entire thing was super overwhelming. Uh like uh I, I've played the Volver games before, I've reviewed some and it was uh an insane experience for me going from uh barely making a living a couple months back to working um on a VR game with a uh, with the old like the longest living Croatian dev team um, in LA <laughs> presenting their game to the world. It was an incredible journey. Oh, and the funny thing horrible. about that trip was my daughter was born two days before that, so my wife was still at the hospital <laughs> while I was flying to LA. <laughs> oh, it's the weirdest wow. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I basically went to uh, like be there uh when my daughter was getting born and then the next day i was off oh like see ya wow. figure it out <laughs> thanks for supporting me and my dreams go yeah. to hollywood <laughs> <laughs> i'll never hear the end of it to be honest 
fair enough. Does your does your daughter has she picked up on and that like you know does she know to to also drop that on you every once in a while? Not yet, but I'm sure she okay. will. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, forgive me if you said already. I I, I, I think I've mentioned I'm a little soft brained today. Uh, so how did you how did you jump from the IT to to Crow Team? Um. A friend of mine was working here uh, at Grotin, uh, and and I uh, asked him if like there's any help I can do at Grotin, anything mm-hmm. really. Like I'll I'll go and fix your uh, I don't know furniture, whatever. Like just yeah. get get me something to do at Grotin. I want to infiltrate the games industry for real. Um, and then <laughs> a couple months back, well, like a couple months later, he reached out and he's like, yeah, sure. Uh, why don't you come over and you'll help us with the community stuff and then whatever else needs to do, uh, needs to be done. And, and in reality, yeah. I did start like doing community stuff, but because at like any company in Croatia, marketing is like not the, the, the most important department. So anything that needs to be done physical, like you need to repair furniture. Call the marketing guys. They'll they'll take care of it. <laughs> that's not even not a lie. Yeah, that's not even <laughs> yeah. a lie. <laughs> what what furniture did you fix around the Crow Team office? Uh, a bunch of cabinets that were uh, above uh, the the desks, and yeah. we also set up the rug in one of our VR rooms, and then we Ooh. put up those uh, green screens and you know a bunch of stuff. Nice. Is all that stuff or most of that stuff still present in the offices? Ah, it would have been if we still had the office. We uh, the Crow Team actually oh, yeah. moved uh, floors, so yeah, all oh. of that was in vain. Nice, good, good. The ephemerality of reality. So you were at Crow Team doing marketing stuff. I mean, coming over, doing the LA show, and then you go back home. And uh, what what was the transition from Crow Team to Devolver like? Or you know, what was what, because it's 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 it seems like a soft transition to me since you're still, you know, you st- I think you still go to the Crow Team offices. I'm I'm there right now. Yeah, you're there so, right now. Yeah, yeah. Their office is actually across the street from my apartment, so it's easy for me to escape the the mayhem that's going on at home with the kids. Yeah. Uh, so I get here to have some peace for my calls and stuff. But yeah, as you said, the transition from uh, Crow Team to Devolver was super easy for me because I. Um, as I like, as my time was going uh, at Crow Team, I, I started working more and more with the uh, with the people from Devolver. So I knew almost anyone, everyone um, at marketing at that point. Um, and then after Devolver acquired Crow Team, it seemed like a natural mm-hmm. fit for me to ask, like, is there something for me to do there? I want to work on more uh, games and various different things because at Crow Team, there's really Talos Principle and their Serious Sam, which is great. I really love working on those, and I still do. But, like, some variety is very good. Uh, so I approached yeah. uh, Nigel, who at that point turned out to be pretty important, much to my uh, <laughs> surprise. Um, <laughs> asked him to to kind of hire me, and then he ended up doing it. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I mean, Crow Team uh, doesn't... They're they're not putting out new games all the time, so I can see if you want to have more to do, more games, then, yeah, coming over here makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I've gotten better at editing out these pauses. 
Should we just make a pause then every now and then so you can do it? Like you have something to do? <laughs> no, it's all right. <laughs> we should just stay quiet for like 20 minutes and see what happens. See how many people stick around and have some really important news at the end. Have something at the very end, yeah. 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 <laughs> That'd be perfect. Free candy. What has it been like since um, since joining at Devolver? What has I mean? What has changed? So you're still in the Crow Team offices, but like energetically, what what has changed for you? No, oh, everything really. Like I, I've been at Devolver for just over a year and a half now, and like my entire life shifted upside down. Not only like uh, my day to day, but the entire thing has just been uh, eye opening to see how stuff works uh, and and learning from super experienced people and super smart people um, despite us exchanging rude words to each other i actually think uh, <laughs> everyone the devolver is super smart including you jared um and you know it's, <laughs> it's been a great it's been a great <laughs> ride learning from people and, and trying to figure all of this out together because uh, yeah it, it's just so weird you you come into something thinking you know it all and then turn out turns out you don't really know anything and nobody does and then start learning it's been great i really love it and i'm not even saying that because nigel has a gun at my head right now (laughs) yeah yeah well he's probably paying someone to have a gun to your head he's not well yeah yeah he's not crazy to go here yeah yeah uh although i hear it's gorgeous i'd like to go someday sometimes you should you should there's a really nice Mm -hmm. conference that we uh go to a bunch of us um yeah you totally should yeah less of a conference more like a vacation for everyone but we pretend it's a really important biz dev conference oh that's the best yeah that's the best great yeah um you saying (laughs) despite us saying mean words to each other reminded me of a time danny made me laugh so damn hard uh (laughs) we were all hanging out um in seattle for pax west this past pax west yeah and we got to talking about movies or whatever, and I, I mentioned to Danny that I was, like, a filmmaker, and I, I did some short films. So I sent him, he asked if he could have seen him, so I sent him a, a link to all my movies, <laughs> and, he t- <laughs> and he replied, fuck that, I ain't watching that shit. <laughs> I just was like, that is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Oh, I took a screenshot of that. I was like, "This is hilarious." Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm, the... I'm glad that we share uh, a similar like moment of uh, like you are also the one who made me laugh the hardest, uh, probably in in years, really. <laughs> also at also at uh, Seattle when we were drinking with uh, Bridie and Anna, and and you were trying to like you were doing really good uh, with your northern british accent and uh, there was this super hilarious moment where i'm not even gonna try to repeat what you said but it was super funny and i spat like probably a pint of beer all over myself it was hilarious (laughs) i wish someone recorded that 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 would be amazing (laughs) yeah that was a magical moment he sprayed beer everywhere it was the highlight of my trip, to be honest. Like, we we've done stuff and it was great, but that was absolutely the highlight of my trip. That and that guy approaching me and asking me if I was looking at him, almost trying to fight what? me. Yeah, do do you not remember? So there was this 
we were at that bar and we were sitting down and drinking and then this super old guy approached me and like are you looking at me and then we had an exchange like a, a calm exchange and uh he said that i looked familiar and asked me where i was from so when i said oh, yeah. when I, that i was from croatia he said oh yeah that's why because my wife is from croatia which makes no sense <laughs> anyways yeah I, i made a new friend that day are you my wife <laughs> quite possibly yeah <laughs> but yeah that that was that was great yeah this is a little off topic i'm i'm curious you'd mentioned playing games in your youth that nobody that aren't the big staples that aren't the ones uh, that people have heard of were any of those i guess do any of those stand out as like formative games for your concept of games or games that you really enjoyed in your youth Well, yeah, I didn't really mean the games that people haven't heard of. I just didn't play uh, like the the I guess I did in a way. So I was a big fan of point and click games. So I would play anything mm -hmm. by LucasArts or Sierra or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Uh but I didn't play like uh any Star Wars games or anything that was really big at that time, like those okay. uh and even going all the way to I think probably 2004 or something I, i didn't play any of the hits uh from back then and i still haven't because there's no, just yeah. no time so there's a lot that i missed um i haven't played a single half-life game uh, you know games like oh. that i just never i never got interested because it was way past their time i guess yeah you got vr right uh i do at cruel team office yeah i just never yeah, never really play it yeah hmm Uh, Half-Life Alex is really good. I bet it is. I'm not yeah. going to play it. <laughs> no? I mean, I'm I the first two Half-Lives are I they're I I never clicked with them particularly. Uh I don't know why, but uh I really enjoyed Half-Life Alex. It's 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 really great demonstration of what you can do in VR. Um they they do really good work. Maybe. Yeah, I kind of feel like if I if I start playing that, uh, I'm gonna miss out because I don't know what's going on with the f first couple games. Uh, eh, I mean, I don't really. The aliens come over and they take over Earth, and there's they're you know I don't know. Sounds like any it, game ever. Yeah, it's pretty generic. Uh, I feel like, but it's well done. It's well realized. Um, You know what, James? Maybe I try. Hmm. Maybe I watch. Maybe I play it after I watch Jared's movies. Okay. Great. Great. <laughs> Fuck that! I ain't I'm... playing that shit. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna ask. Was it the quantity of movies that put you off, or did you just start to one of them and go, "Oh dear, no." Have, have you met Jared? No. He he said that immediately. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I've met Jared. I've seen one of his films. I I thought it was quite good. Um, I bet you say that to all of your movie maker friends. <laughs> you say that to um, all the boys. <laughs> I mean, no, I would not have started that sentence if I had not liked uh, the film I'd seen. I would have <laughs> not brought that back up. I just went blank again. <laughs> Is that kind of a day? It's the end of the year, man. We're all ready to call it a year. Yeah, well, it, I've been. It was been supposed to that. be a super slow end of the year, right? And then it just ended up being chaotic. Everything's going on. Yeah, is yeah. it chaotic? Is everything going on? Yeah, a bunch of stuff. Like it was supposed to be shutting down. Like uh, it's it's December. Nobody works. Turns yeah. out everyone does. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. It turns out when uh, when you got to get people to buy things, you got to stay in it, especially around the holidays. Yeah. So uh, I'm curious. Uh, so you help you, you, you know, you, you do marketing, you've done community management. Um, and, you know, with Devolver, you do a lot of, like I said, you know, work with steam, you know, improving visibility um, and then, you know, back end stuff. And I'm curious if you weren't, you know, working with someone who's already at Devolver level, if you were at a smaller indie developer, um, what would you do? What could you do to improve visibility on your game of your game in like the Steam marketplace or kind of in general, but particularly on Steam? I think it's it's good that you mentioned specifically Steam because I think that's the most important uh, like um, most important communication platform and community building platform for um, any PC dev right now because uh, you you don't there's Steam is a point of sale, so whatever you there, whatever you do there, uh, it takes less clicks for someone to buy your game or wishlist your game. And I would like yeah. probably use every single tool that Steam has for community building. They have a lot of them, um, mm-hmm. and and you know just work from there because uh, getting clicks from socials if you're not big, it's very hard. Getting click uh, mm-hmm. f- clicks from media even harder. So you're kind of dependent on on trying to get the visibility yourself and doing that by mm-hmm. partnering up with different um, similar developers and, and just using whatever Steam has there um, is is the way to go, I think. Even for us, uh, I, I'm really trying to get all of our devs really to um, to use Steam as much as they can, and, and some of them have, st- have seen really good results from it. Yeah. What, um, I mean, which of those tools, I guess, would you, I mean, like the forums or? Yeah, so forums are one of them, but there's a thing like that you can do uh, Steam announcements on which get mm-hmm. attached to your uh, store page. Um, mm-hmm. When you're active there, the game seems uh, to be active. So, so if someone visits your Steam page, they see activity, they know that the devs care about the game. They're mm-hmm. not just there to pick up them. Like this works pre-launch and post-launch. Um, those updates also show up in the activity feed for the entire Steam. And then if someone follows or wishlists your game, it can show up in their library, uh, in their like community feed. So there's a bunch of place, places that you can uh, kind of show up if you have those announcements ready. And then especially if there are festivals, for example, like the Steam Next Fest that Steam has a couple mm-hmm. times a year, uh, there's a really good chance that your game gets picked up there uh, if you have a coming soon page up, if you have a demo uh, and you've mm-hmm. got some news, uh, they all get featured there. So it's it's a great opportunity for everyone. Nice. You, you mentioned pairing up with other similar devs. How does, I'm, I'm not sure how that cross-pollination works. So th- there's an option to do cross-promos there, uh, but it, but in reality, it's more like uh, partnering up with them in terms of creating bundles and then he- helping each other out when you when either of those games is launching. Um, like mm-hmm. if, so for example, uh, a smaller dev has, has a, a game out that has, a certain theme, I don't know, uh, whichever theme that is. It's a roguelike, mm-hmm. for example. And then mm-hmm. um, along comes another ro- roguelike, and it's about to go out. Um, you can always work with uh, devs of similar games to bundle those games up, have some incentive for people to buy that bundle, and then um, 
both sides earn some money from it because there's more incentive for you to buy two games at a 25% discount than it is one uh, at full price, right? Yeah. Because you just pay, I don't know, five bucks more. You have two games instead of one uh, and both sides profit from it. Uh, and then obviously the side that has the game released already gets a bit more out of it because they've had their share of uh, launch visibility, but still it go what comes around goes around and then somebody's going to do it for you. So partnering in that sense makes uh, a lot of sense to to smaller devs. And even we've done it a couple of times. Like recently we've done it yeah. with uh, Wheatcraft um, and a game that uh, has a similar theme, but only you make uh, booze. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I was like, what other game? Like, what is it? Methcraft? Uh yeah, they're actually, it's like uh, called Moonshine Inc., I, I believe. Um, it's the oh, same nice. thing. They're just making moonshine and we're making weed. And then we bundle it up and both games get some visibility on each other's store, storefronts. Nice. So, yeah, stuff like that. So, There's a bunch of stuff that people can do. Yeah. So is it worth it to, like, if you're working on a type of game, look for what else is out there and just reach out to other devs directly. Oh, absolutely. And even if like, e- even if a game is published by a company that's obviously not AAA, they're going to be hard to like persuade to do it. But like, there's always an opportunity for, uh, for bundling and, and to getting some more visibility. It just the worst thing that can happen is someone says no. So it's worth yeah. uh, like reaching out. And we've done, done cross promos on our end as well with like um, Katana Zero was bundled with Dead Cells because they had a themed update. So stuff like that works as well. Obviously, that's a bit more work because you need to create some content that's that borrows stuff from another game. But still, yeah. a lot of opportunity there to, to kind of uh, tap into both of those audiences. Nice. I uh, I was surprised we had one of our games that had an update and got a lot of uh, a lot of reviews where people were upset about it and I was surprised um, to learn that like even just taking the time to reply to those reviews uh, even if people don't change their review don't change their thumbs up thumbs down uh, even just taking the time to reply to those improves your score. Is oh, absolutely. Correct? And so it doesn't yeah. uh, improve your actual score if they don't change the review, but it shows nice. Yeah. Like it shows that you actually care. Uh, and a lot yeah. of time, times people will write a review when they're frustrated. So they'll mm-hmm. they'll give it a thumbs down and explain like why they're uh, upset with the update or with whatever issue they, they, they yeah. have. And then if you take your time and, and kind of approach them, ask them what's, what it's about and, and actually mean mean it when you say that you're gonna try to take care of it even if you don't uh manage to fix their issue uh many times they will just revert their uh thumbs down and and place a thumbs up uh or just remove their um review altogether because they they see that it's an actual human talking to them on the other side and you you understand that they they're having issue and you're not shrugging it off like okay who cares right so Mm -hmm. That's also one of the tools that's that's very important to to me specifically because I really like uh, using Steam. So I'm I'm trying to get mm-hmm. our devs to to use it as much as possible. And for smaller, like we've done it at Grow Team when I was uh, uh, working on those VR games, like we've done it a lot, and it really did make a difference. 
Yeah. Nice. Are there any tools on Steam or, you know, things that, that devs could utilize that you really wish um, they were doing more of or love to see when people do more of, really, like, make use of something? So those announcements that I mentioned, they're the, the main thing for me because they show up mm -hmm. on a lot of places. But definitely, mm -hmm. like, uh, it, it would be great if more people streamed on, on Steam and if more people use yeah. those visibility rounds. I think a lot of devs forget that they're a thing. Like, when you have a big update for a game, this is mostly useful when the game is still, like, uh, has still not reached uh, the end of life. Uh, but mm -hmm. when you have a, a content update, you can use visibility rounds, which uh, kind of helps to convert people who have the game on their wish list because uh, mm. it shows up uh, on the front page. It's like recently updated games that you care about, yeah. like or whatever it says. Uh, and there's a bunch of uh, like images there with the games that have been updated and a, and a small description of the update. And I think that really helps to get some um, people to kind of reconsider buying because a lot of people just put the game on their wish list and then forget about it. And then if, if there's no activity there, they're just never going to remember that they have it there. Like there's at least uh, 150 games on my wish list and only a ha handful of them have any activity every now and then. So when it shows up, I probably go out and buy it. And, you know, so yeah. that's, that's a tool that I think gets overlooked a lot. Nice. Yeah. Good to know. What is the value of, the streaming to steam it's really tough like you get a lot of views that's for sure because the stats mm -hmm. said so and we have to trust the stats uh the value for uh, the value at this point is that uh because not a lot of games are streaming when you when you actually stream and you get a lot of views uh and th mm -hmm. that those views are not anything like twitch numbers like it's you get a you get 2,000 views, like 2,000 viewers at the same time, and you get featured on the front page or you get featured mm -hmm. on the sale page. Um, and uh, it's, a, it's a really good way to kind of uh, get some extra visibility. And especially during um, sales or, or during festivals on Steam, mm -hmm. um, there are slots that you can pick and you can kind of uh, take your slot uh, during so for example there's a next fest going on and steam has a schedule of of streams and you can pick your slot where you want to stream and they're going to feature you on the front of uh, the the festival's store page and that's really nice because uh, that way people can see your game in action and, and maybe it also converts we're we're talking low percentage of conversions but even still mm -hmm. that's that's in addition to whatever else you you get so um sure every every one thing kind of combines yeah yeah and again you're talking about being on steam so yeah. if someone does want to buy it that's again fewer clicks easier exactly. to get to yeah. to just buy it so i i personally don't like like when you see a a game you like on mobile games are super easy you press uh i want to install this it comes up it stalls perfect but when mm -hmm. i see ads for uh for a game like for example on mobile i see an ad on for a pc game so i have to click on it it takes me to a to their website and then from their website i need to go to uh the store and then i need to log in and then i need to do whatever right uh there's yeah. so many steps that there's a high chance that i just don't want to do it anymore uh yeah. when you're doing it on steam you're most likely logged in because you're looking at it uh, through your client but even if if you're not you're looking at your browser it's 
one or two clicks bef- before you buy it. So it's super easy to get. Or even wish list. It's like one bu- uh, yeah. one click. You've got it on your wish list. It's on your radar at least. Um, so I think that's that's why I like Steam as the because it's the point of sale. Um, it's right yeah. there. It's it's different yeah. when, when you, you see got them in ad. the store. Yeah, it's different when you see an ad for something on TV, or if you see mm-hmm. it in the actual store. Uh, in the mm-hmm. actual store, you might just pick it up. Who knows? On TV, who knows? Maybe I have to see it ten times before I decide. Okay, maybe I go to the store and pick it up eventually. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, wish listing the the wish list has been mentioned several times. Just you know, as like you know, casually. But I mean, it the value of the wish list. I don't think should be underestimated. Oh, absolutely. I think it's the the most powerful like uh indicator of of how you're doing is uh, pre-launch wish lists and then yeah. whatever you get proposed launch because it's a it's a never-ending thing like you you've got a let's say you've got a hundred thousand wish lists uh, if you're super happy uh and then uh in your game comes out and you convert 10 percent. doesn't matter i'm just throwing mm-hmm. out numbers uh, and those 90,000 wishlists that you still have uh, are going to get a notification every time your game goes up uh, for 20% or more or more discount yeah. on Steam. They're going to get an email notification. So that wishlist is actually used as a database of people who may be interested in your games. Um, and you're yeah. always looking to convert those numbers. So that's a very important like stat for us. We kind of yeah. c- consider it, okay, we've got this much wish list because we know what it's about, but a lot of people just don't really understand why it's important for us to get those wish lists. And that's why our main call to action is always like wish list now because that's yeah. that's how we can um eventually get that game sold. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't realize the thing about it being 20% is the threshold to get the email. That's good to know. Yeah, yeah. so if it's uh, 10%, Steam is not going to send out an email. But if it's... That makes sense. 20% on more, or more, it just goes out. And then you, then you can actually see how many people are, uh, like, uh, converting from that. Because they have a stat for mm-hmm. that, like, conversions from email notifications. And then you can mm-hmm. adjust your strategy based on it. Like, whether you're going to go lower with a discount, higher, or whether something worked or, or didn't. Uh, it's always a cool thing to see. Nice, nice. And like the amount of wish lists, like it's not only good to like gauge within your own company, your own self, but it that improves things. Like Steam will give you. Does does Steam improve your visibility when you've got more wish lists? I assume it kind of does. Well, yeah, because the game shows up in in uh, like it goes up on the popularity uh, like uh, list, right? So, yeah. so that's very good. But obviously, if you have some crazy numbers, Steam will definitely be interested in, in promoting your game uh, because the way they work is uh, basically what sells well, they're going to push for mm-hmm. it more. Uh, or where there's interest, they're going to try to boost that interest because it doesn't make much sense for them to boost a game that hasn't been properly boosted by the devs, right? Uh, because that way, right. like, they they get nothing of it because they can't uh, see if uh, there's actual interest for it. So when you yeah. when you show up with the numbers and say, listen, there's actually a lot of interest for this, that's when they're interested to helping you out as well. Because in reality, they're helping themselves out. Sure, sure. I mean, and also like the platform is so huge. There are so many games. So like many games. Yeah. Just, 
it's crazy. do everything forever. Like just too many, so many games. It makes no sense, man. It it's so every day you take a look at the upcoming list, and every day it's different games because it's yeah. just it's crazy. Yeah. Um, speaking of the upcoming lists, uh, I mean, just in general, games like what are you, what are you playing these days, and what are you excited about in the future? Oh man, um, I'm really not playing much. I'm yeah. mostly playing uh, Devolver games, to be honest, uh, and sometimes not even because I have to. So I played, <laughs> <laughs> I played Terra Nil for like eight hours in one sitting uh, this last weekend. Mm. It's so good, man. Terra Nil, wishless yeah. now. Yeah, Terra Nil, totally wishless now. I'm a huge fan of city builders, and this has, uh, mm. like, this obviously is a city builder, but it's different, um, mm. and and it's just my kind of a game. Uh, it helps me relax, and I I just. I love it. I don't know. I, I've just been <laughs> so obsessed with it for the last like four days, and I, I've the only thing I've pro- played from it before because I'm not actively involved with it is the demo, mm-hmm. and the demo doesn't really do it justice. Like when I started the full game, or mm-hmm. whatever is uh, available right now, like the the current version of the full game is just mm-hmm. blew my mind. So uh, I, I'm really looking forward to that. But beyond that, I'm I'm actually. Like constantly installing games because I hope to play them. I just never do. Mm-hmm. I did hop on Valheim yeah. with you uh, a couple of days back. Yeah. Promised you to help you nice. with the road. Then never mm-hmm. did because I was too busy building my house. You started building the house. It's all right. <laughs> I finished the road. It's a good road. Um, yeah, yeah, you, you took like me. You took road. me to see it. Oh, like that's right. we walked through that road, that's and right. all I kept thinking about was I just want to go back and build my house. I want to equip it now. I, I want to put stuff on the wall, right? I don't care about your stupid road. <laughs> Who builds roads in Valheim? I yeah. just want to build my house. Yeah. Fair. I Fair. don't know, man. You're weird. It's It was something that had developed after a, a time of the first Devolver Valheim server where I was like, well, I've built everything there is to build. I should connect them. Yeah, Cities Valheim. That's your, uh, that's your thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What are you, is there anything you're excited about in the future? I mean, the Game Awards, uh, you know, just happened, which was mostly the best thing about those is commercials for upcoming games. Oh, dude, I saw a game. I don't know what it, what the name for it is. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, like um, a really nice looking pixelated action adventure side scroller thingy, right? Yeah. Cyberpunk stuff. It looks so good. I really want to play it. Was it the one that... Was it the one that kept going like a little 3D-ish? Um, like the camera would pivot around them? Maybe. Uh, it starts with an F. I'm pretty sure probably not. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> F-bomb, I think. Yeah, F-bomb for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but that that looked really nice. I have to look it up. Uh, I, I need to add it to my wish list. Um, but yeah, beyond that, um, what am I looking forward to? I don't know, man. Um, nice. I really don't know. I just install so i'm subscribed to game pass and install almost every game that comes out uh and then just never play them it's weird (laughs) well that's uh that's well game pass baby it's a combination of of working in the industry and having kids uh sure you just never get get the time like i'm lagging so far behind with everything i've actually started watching uh the MCU 
uh, a couple weeks back, uh, and I just oh. I just finished Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, so oh. I'm I'm nice. that far behind, man. On everything. I, I, <laughs> yeah. All right. Nice. There's, uh, with starting new games, I was just, you know, for me, there's kind of a a learning fatigue. Like, oh, man, I got to learn another game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, when my brain is tired from other things, I'm just like, I don't want to learn a new thing. <laughs> and then I don't know if, if it's the same for you, but, like, for me, it's a commitment. Like, I, I want to finish mm-hmm. the game. And then mm. I don't want to start a different game unless I finish this one. And it's all a, mm-hmm. a magic circle because I don't want to continue that one, but haven't finished. So I don't want to start a new one because I don't want to mm-hmm. learn new mechanics and forget about those. And then it's mm-hmm. just weird, especially with like uh, uh, city builders. Uh, I really like those, oh, but yeah. starting a new one is just so, so fucking hard. You just can't yeah. do it. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're. They're. They by, by nature, they're very complicated, and it's like, all right, I've got to learn all these resources and how they work together and what. Yeah, and the systems do. like. Yeah. The, the same systems exist. Ju- they just work completely differently, <laughs> so you have no <laughs> idea what's going on. And obviously, I skip all the tutorials every every time because. Do you? Who needs a tutorial? And then I'm googling stuff like, how do I do this? Sounds like, like you need a tutorial. I do. I just skip it. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I, I dig a good tutorial. I'm I'm there for a good tutorial. I love being taught how to play it because I mean it depends. There's you know, there's the exploration, there's learning as you go, which is fun, but a good tutorial feels nice. I don't know, man. I'm I'm just uh yeah, I'm weird like that. Because I, I at just as I'm about to press that skip tutorial button, I know that I'm gonna need it. I still do it. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. I'm pretty stoked for the uh, Armored Core 6. That was a good trailer. Oh, the trailer was great, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So much with just red and gray. Um, But yeah, I'm excited for, you know, Elden Ring with robots. Were you a big Elden, Elden Ring fan? Oh, I loved it. I'm not a, and and Jared was super into it too. I'm Mm -hmm. not a, I'm not a Dark Souls player. Uh, They, they, I find them just irritating. Like, I'm like, why would I do this? Why would I do this? (laughs) But Elden Ring, uh, Elden Ring had enough like freedom and opportunity to like, just fuck off and do whatever I wanted that I really, I really enjoyed it overall. And that gave me the patience like to to do the hard stuff because i could do other stuff in between i could explore they give you a magic double jumping horse i'm like yes thank you um and so yeah like it was it was a i mean and just the so much of the design in that game was just awe-inspiring or dread inspiring or nausea inspiring it was just the environmental storytelling was incredible yeah, it's beautiful. It was like it's amazing. Yeah. I just never, um, like you said, like I, I kind of don't want to be punished all the time. It sounds like it feels not as relaxing as I as I need my game to be. I want to punish yeah. people in a game. Uh, I don't want to be punished. Fair enough. Yeah, it's for the it's for the power trip, not for the yeah. the building of power. I hear that. Nice. But I can totally see why it's a it's a popular game. It's absolutely stunning. Yeah, yeah. 
It was, and they're like, you know, the ability to just be like, well, this is too hard right now. I'm going to go fuck off. And when you're on your double jumping horse, you can kind of go bully lower level enemies out in the open world and uh, let them know who's boss. It's nice. Oh, they just added a PvP update. I'm not going to fucking play that. I played that once, got my dick absolutely kicked in. And I was <laughs> like, nope. I thought you liked that. Because, like, <laughs> no. in person, you usually ask me to do it. That's a that's but see that's that's in person, and I really enjoy the eye contact that you give me when we do that. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, it makes sense, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We should try it sometimes, Jared. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm down. Kick me in the jaw. <laughs> well, I think we're coming up on time. Do you have anything that you would like to share with the world before we we bounce on this episode, Danny? Well, nothing specific comes, nothing appropriate comes to mind, at least. <laughs> <laughs> farting and dick kicks so far, so I mean, yeah, fair uh, enough. It, it can go way worse. I'm from Croatia, remember? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Well, all right, then. Um, Danny, would you like to do the thing? Uh, what thing is that? Sorry. Like, would you like oh. me to sign it off? Or, yeah. Do you want to do the 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 you know tell tell people where to go for Devolver Digital games and, and information? Oh I'm no, I definitely want you to do it because <laughs> I I really like your uh, the the way your voice changes when you when you're about to do it. It gives me oh, yeah. it gives me the thrills. So I'd like you to do it. Okay, great. <gasps> do you like video games? Well, if you do. Why don't you follow Devolver Digital on the flaming remains of Twitter, at Devolver Digital. Do you like talking about video games with other people that like talking about video games from a particular publisher? Then go to discord.gg slash Devolver Digital. Hey, do you like getting Instagram stories from <laughs> video game publishers? Follow Devolver Digital on Instagram. Hey, Facebook user. How's your slow descent into fascism going? If you would like to pepper your Facebook with some Devolver Digital stuff, uh, we're on Devolver Digital. Twitch.tv slash Devolver Digital? Yes, please, thank you. What's that? YouTube Devolver Digital? Fuck yeah. Don't forget about the TikTok. If you're on TikTok and you would love some marketing videos from Devolver Digital, why not follow Devolver Digital on TikTok? Fuck up your algorithm real good. Did I miss any? The uh, Mastodon? <laughs> whatever Mastodon. the fuck that is. <laughs> yeah, Mastodon. Oh, and Vieco sent the link to whatever the Mastodon link is, like social.devolverdigital slash or whatever. I don't, I don't remember what it was. Uh, he also said we might not have it long. So keep an eye on that if you would like to later claim that for yourself and deface our company on Mastodon. Uh, so if we ever let go of it, you know, that's your chance to really seize the reins and, you know, violently take this company in a direction that nobody at this company wants it to go in. Perfect. Da, 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 da. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, Danny. This has been super uh, fun and informative. Thank you for having me, man. I'm not sure it was super fun. Uh, it was terrible for me. 
I hope it was just terrible for Jared as well. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to you inviting me again so I can ruin your podcast. <laughs> yeah, great. No, the viewer count, the viewer count, the listener count is dropping oh, dramatically. The, the every viewer count is going to be zero. I promise you that. Wah, <laughs> 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 wah. All right. Well, thanks for being here and thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we hope that you've enjoyed our show. Worried that you won't be able to run McPixel 3? Don't be. As you can see, McPixel 3 can play on just about anything. Even this. And this. And this. Oh my. Certainly not. Well, and this. McPixel 3. It might be the most compatible game in the entire world. Imagine if, in an instant, you lost everything you truly love. And the only clue as to how that happened is a mysterious firearm known as the Gumbrella. Gumbrella. Love is a fundamental motivating factor in everything that we do at Doinksoft. So when this man began his search for the truth, we knew we had to tell his story. Follow one man's unyielding quest across a bitter landscape as he attempts to unlock the secrets of this most unorthodox weapon. We realized very early on that the Gumbrella is not only a firearm that can utilize several different types of ammunition, but it's also a powerful traversal tool, allowing for dashes, double jumps, and even zip lining. All things that our unlikely hero will need as he investigates ruined and crumbling towns, underground facilities, and the terraced gardens of the social elite. We've been working on unraveling the mystery of the Gumbrella for X months slash years now, and we're still uncovering new mysteries, not only about the Gumbrella itself, but about the world that it comes from. Follow Doinksoft's incredible journey by visiting Steam and wishlisting Gumbrella today.